Well, we are here to bless our children, and as we are following that theme all through our worship today, we've actually had the privilege of baptizing several children in this church not that long ago. And so I want these families to come forward. We had Kai baptized not that long ago. So Emily and Tupo, if you want to bring him up here. And you're going to see pictures up here and pictures of the baptism too. It really wasn't that long ago. It was something that we celebrated here in worship. We also had the Matsushimas. I'm going to invite John and Susan to come back up with Paul. He was baptized not long ago. Yeah, come on up. Good to see you. Come stand behind me. And uh, we have, let's see, Evelyn was baptized. We don't have a picture, but if Katie and Daniel want to come up with Evelyn, I don't know if she's around or they're around. Maybe they're downstairs. Oh, no, you're right there. Excellent. Uh, we also had Michaela baptized, Alberto. Is Robin here too? Come on up. Come on up. Oh, Michaela, come on up. Yes, your friend Kai is here. And as you look at these children that we baptized not long ago, and we uh, asked them some questions, and we answered some questions too, when I meet with these families and we talk about the significance of baptism, they are so full of great longings for their children. We want the best for our children, right? And what do you think are some of the things that come up when we think about what we want for our children? Shout them out. What do you want for your children? A good education. You want the best education possible. What else do we want for our children? Happiness. What safety? What love? Is that what you said? Yeah. What was that, Cliff? Confidence for them to grow up in who they are. You know. So we actually are grateful that these families standing before you and so many of you who are here today, you have this inkling that the best for our children comes from God. That the best we can possibly give to our children, little Evelyn, comes from God. And so they come and they have their children baptized and there is this sense that they can't do it by themselves, right? That it takes a whole community. So we answered a question. Do you remember the question? Paul talked about it earlier. I think it's good for us to have this question in front of us now, after the baptism, down the road, with these children in front of us again, and to remember what we said yes to. Because quite frankly, when I'm walking these children down the aisle, after you've baptized them, you are gaga. You are smitten in love with this child. You just answered this question, but you don't really think about the question. You're more thinking, that is the cutest little child I've ever seen. I just want to hug him. I just want to hug her. But you actually made a commitment, and this is the question you answered. Our Lord Jesus Christ instructed us to teach those who are baptized. Do you, the people of the church, promise to tell this child the good news of the gospel? To help him or her know all that Christ commands and by your fellowship to strengthen his or her family ties with the household of God. How have you answered that question? Yes, enthusiastically. Because these children are so cute. And because we love them. But today we're going to be taught just a little bit more about how do we do this? How do we connect our children with the best? with the best that God has for us. So parents, thank you for bringing your children for baptism. Thank you for bringing them to worship today. And Michaela, you can actually go back to your chair or you can stay up in here and dance. 
I think she'd probably rather stay up here and dance. So we are starting school, and one of the most, if not the most, important schooling we need, all of us, is from this book. So I invite you to take out a Bible and turn to the fifth book in, this is the Pentateuch, Moses is basically the one who is given credit for these first five books of the Old Testament, Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 1 through 9. Moses is one of the best teachers ever. Talk about a good education, the best education that Israel ever got, the people of God, one of the best teachers ever was Moses. So in chapter 5 in Deuteronomy, he gives them the Ten Commandments. Have you heard of the Ten Commandments? Yes. So Moses, actually God gives the Ten Commandments. But then after that, the Ten Commandments, Moses is all done with his teaching. They've been in the wilderness for 40 years. That's a long time to be learning. But they had to be in the wilderness to learn something important. What were they learning? Blessing comes from God. Not from what we do or the way we think God should work. Blessing comes from God. So all the people are getting ready to go over to the promised land. Moses has one last shot. He's going to tell them the most important thing they need to hear. The things coming out of God's mouth, the commands, decrees, ordinances, statutes. Stay close to that because blessing comes from God. Let's pray. God, we want to hear you teach us now from Moses and from these writings that are attributed to him and his great teaching for your people. Help us, O oh God, to hear what you have to say to us. In Jesus' name, amen. As I read, every now and then we're going to come to two words, and those words are so that. And when we hit those words, I want you to say, listen carefully, because this is the purpose of what Moses is trying to say. I exercise so that I will lose weight and be healthy. So that, as soon as you hear that, say, listen carefully. All right, here we go. Now, this is the commandment, the statutes, the ordinances, that the Lord your God charged me to teach you to observe in the land that you're about to cross into and occupy, so that you and your children and your children's children may fear the Lord your God all the days of your life and keep all his decrees and his commandments that I am commanding you so that your days may be long. Hear therefore, O Israel, and observe them diligently so that it may go well with you and so that you may multiply greatly in a land flowing with milk and honey as the Lord your God of your ancestors has promised you. Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord alone. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might. Keep these words that I'm commanding you today in your heart. Recite them to your children and talk about them when you are at home, when you are away, when you lie down, when you rise up. Bind them as a sign on your hand. Fix them as an emblem on your forehead. Write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. 
This is the gift of God's Word. So, throughout, you're hearing in this passage, listen, listen carefully to the words of life that come from God. They will lead you into blessing. They will lead your children into blessing. They will lead your children's children into blessing. So stay very, very close so that, so that, what was the first so that? Verse 2, you and your children's children may fear the Lord your God all the days of your life. What? I don't want my children to be afraid of God. No, this is the kind of fear when you look into the starry night and you realize how huge the universe is. And all of a sudden you're in awe of the God who made it all. This is the kind of fear when you hear thunder, really loud thunder, which we never hear around here. You have to go to the mountains. And there's a storm, and all of a sudden you are in awe. There's something great, very, very great. God's bigness and God's love for us is very, very great. So that you listen carefully to the greatness of God's ways so that your children and your children's children may fear the Lord your God all the days of your life. Keep all of his decrees and his commandments that I'm commanding you so that your days may be long. We want our children to be safe. We want them to live long lives, long fruitful lives. So hear and observe diligently so that it may go well with you. We send our children off to college and it's like, help God, help them, please help them. We want things to go well with them so that you may multiply greatly in a land flowing with milk and honey as God has promised. It all comes from God's mouth so that... You see the three blessings that come from staying close to God's word, to hearing and following God's way. Your days may be long. It may go well with you. You may multiply greatly. So the next most important thing that is memorized over and over again, and we just sang it in the song, is called the Shema. Hear. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart with all of your soul, with all of your might. And then there's these commands. This is what you do for your children to be blessed. You keep these words in your heart. You recite them to your children. When? When you're at home, when you're away, when you lie down, when you rise up, which means all the time. Bind them as a sign on your hand. Fix them as an emblem on your forehead. Write them on the doorposts of your house, on your gates. You're surrounding yourself with listening. Why? Because blessing comes from God. God's love, God's word, God's voice, God's way. How do we do this, though? Some of you may know people that are Orthodox Jews. They take this particular verse, they put it in a scroll, and they put it on their forehead. It's called a phylactery. So that they can be obedient to this scripture, that, this teaching of Moses. It's got a little Hebrew scroll in there that says the very, the very words of the Shema. You shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart, soul, and strength. Some people have it on their doorpost. That's called the mezuzah. 
That little thing right there has a scroll in there. This is for the Jews that still do this, Orthodox Jews. And so if you show the next picture, it's right there to the right of the door so that it will be in their doorposts, so that everywhere they go. But is that what we want? A lot of us have Bibles in our homes. But if we don't actually hear these words, and we don't really have a relationship with the living God, and hear God speaking, speaking, guiding, there is this sense that God has a claim on our lives, not a legal claim, but a claim of love. There is a way that these words actually are our constant companion so that they guide our conduct. They shape our behavior every day of our lives. So they went into the promised land. How did they do? Not so good. They forgot God. They did not keep. They did not hear. They did not Listen, they did not follow. Isn't that the reason Jesus came and called disciples and said what? Follow me. I want to heal your forgetfulness. I want to heal this gap between you and God and blessing for you and your children. I love you. I don't want anything to come between us. So follow me and listen to my words and they will be healing for you. But how do we do that today? We're kind of in the promised land, aren't we? I mean, come on. We pay a lot of money to live here. We have great schools. We have great teachers. We have great opportunities. We have great health care. We have great beauty. We have great weather. This is the promised land. So how are we doing? And how do we live with this constant companionship of God's word, guiding and shaping our lives, because blessing flows from God. I want to invite Holly Fonda to come up, who is on our children's ministry team right now and working directly with something called Passing the Baton, and she's going to tell you just one way that we're trying to do that as a church, with our families, as the people of God. Hi. I just wanted to speak a moment about our Passing the Baton, which is essentially our spiritual parenting series that we're starting and we're, we're continuing. We kind of took a summer break. And this will be on the second Tuesday of every month um, from 6 to 8 p.m. And I think sometimes when we, we sort of view ourselves and our families a little bit like cell phones, we come in on Sunday and we get recharged and re-inspired and reconnected and then as the week progresses we do our best on autopilot and we then kind of drain out and come again the next Sunday and passing the baton has just been a huge blessing for our family our boys really look forward to it it's been a great way to be connected and sort of come off autopilot midweek and I think be a little bit more conscientious about um the way we're parenting, the the decisions that we're making. And I think, you know, the Bible calls us to love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, soul, with all of your strength, and to impress this upon your children, to talk about this um, day and night, to talk about this when you're sitting, when you're standing. Essentially, there's no task too grand or too trivial to be talking about God's love with our children. And this sort of segues really nicely 
into this sticky faith movement that we're working on, both in passing the baton and, and in general. Um, we have these, these three concepts of, you know, moving away from this sort of behavior-based gospel to a grace-based gospel, this, this come as you are and let's help each other help our children find their identity in Christ. And, you know, number two, integrating our children more into the church process, which I think, you know, Kristen's already been doing a wonderful job of this, and um, we're sort of starting to see that come to fruition. And then number three, this idea that, you know, we're not cell phones. We're, we're meant to be connected constantly, and, and we all fall short of this. And so I think it's just this idea that you have a place where you can come once a month is very realistic amid our, amidst our busy lives, and it's an opportunity to be real with one another. We from about 6 to 6.45, you bring your own food and families connect all together. And then from 6.45 to 8, the kids break away and they're, they're safe and they have fun together. And um, the parents connect and talk and we kind of delve a little bit deeper into our series. And I think it brings the church to life a little bit. We come to get connected on Sundays, but you really need more than that to to start to get to know other people. And we just moved to San Carlos about a year and a half ago, so it's been a huge blessing for our family and a great way to get connected. So please come join us. Anyone's welcome. Even if you can't come every month, that's fine. I sent out emails, um, and if for some reason you didn't receive it and would like to, just talk to me, talk to Kristen. We want to make sure we have all the correct information. So thank you, and... Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Holly and Buster Posey and everybody up here. <clears throat> you know, you'll notice that the teaching that Moses is doing is not just to the parents, is it? Here, O Israel, it's your job as a church, as a people of God, to pass on to the children and their children and their children's children, not just the parents. We're here to answer that question, that baptismal question, and to do this teaching so that all of our life is shaped by listening and observing and following and being connected as a companion, constant companion to God's word in Jesus Christ because blessing flows from God and our connection to God. So the musicians are going to come up as we sing this scripture.